Welcome back to Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. And between us, we have Kimberly. Hi. <laughs> Crashing our party, bro. You got to be careful. She's going to take over this. Yeah, this. need to take out some of this testosterone. I mean, you do you do get a lot more views. Well, it depends. <laughs> um, this is our marvelous review of Thor Ragnarok. One day we're going to record you at karaoke. It's going to be hilarious. Spoilers. So, guys, we both watched Thor Ragnarok in preparation for Thor Love and Thunder. Off the bat, I'm going to say right here, this is so far, Thor Ragnarok is the best of the current trilogy. Can we agree or disagree? I can agree. I know people that would disagree, but I agree. I don't care about those right now. I'm the, the three of us party. here. I'm Switzerland. No, I know some people didn't like it because they found it too comical, where in my opinion, I think what uh, Taika Waititi did here was brought in the story of Thor 1, action that was in Thor 2, the dark world, and then was able to create his own. I can agree with that. And I, and I think what he also did was, as comical as people thought it was, he brought in a lot more deep cuts and lore into the yes. Thor universe than a lot of people believed. The scenery, the setting, a lot of it was from Jack Kirby's artwork. That yeah. was the inspiration for this movie. And Jack Kirby is one of the creators of Thor. Yep. So, I mean, the honor there. And, of course, the artwork that he did with being with Marvel in the early years. This movie takes place right at, it takes place actually after Age of Ultron and during Captain America Civil War. Because in Captain America Civil War, we don't see Thor. We don't see Hulk. It would have been kind of interesting to see where they would stand, which, who they would have been Team Captain America, who would have been Team Iron Man. That would have been a kind of cool I mean, dynamic. They, they kind of touched on it on those Team Thor commercials. Right. But it was more Team Thor, not Team Captain or Team Iron Man. Yes. You know what but I'm the, saying? But the it was funny, his own thing. It was, like, it was like the third team. But did you notice that... Um, when Doctor Strange was talking to Thor, they kind of hinted at those commercials. He goes, uh, uh, you didn't think to call me or notify me uh, that my father's here on Earth. And he goes, you don't have a cell phone or you don't have a phone. He's like, no, <laughs> oh, but you yeah, could yeah. you could have emailed me. You have an email me. He's like, yeah. you have a computer. I don't no. have a computer. What for? He's like, no. <laughs> right. And I like that they replayed that scene that was in the end credit for Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. And I like I like Doctor Strange's costume here. In a sense, it was a little more accurate. Had the gloves on. His hair was not a wig; it was actually his hair. Like in Doctor Strange Two, the Multiverse of Madness, that you can see is clear. Like that was bothering me. The whole one of the things that was bothering me during the whole movie of seeing that wig, where we clearly see they could stylize his hair to look natural, and the gloves was a nice touch, even though it was like really thick leather looking, but it was a more comic book accurate. Yeah, the yellow gloves. Even though I do enjoy this movie a lot, I love the sense of humor about it. I love the pace. And again, like I said before, it does take the story element or the approach from Thor 1. And there's a lot more action in Thor The Dark World than they put in here. And it was even more action in this film as well. I think this is the most violent MCU movie to date. The death tolls, the 
carnage that ensued here was mm-hmm. I have not maybe close enough was is Endgame or yeah. Infinity War because you see Hela demolish the pretty much the whole Asgardian, Asgardian army mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. blink of an eye as well as Valkyrie taking off those hunters but that was a good fight scene no it was a great scene. I'm not saying there were bad fight scenes I was just saying yeah. that this movie did. It showed it showed her strength. It showed you know that she was a woman to be reckoned with. Right, but I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like in the sense of like carnage and death. Even though there was like no blood, because they pretty much like they died or uh, or evaporated from that gunfire from Valkyrie ship. You still see see like fabrics, like what would have been like charred remains. You just see fabric rain down like confetti. So like I I, I get what you're saying is. Pretty much, you see dead bodies. You see dead bodies, especially in Asgard. Yeah, it's visually more um, violent in that aspect. I mean, even in the sense like when he lost his eye. Like it's not like right. he lost he his lost eye fall on off like a, a different screen or a different scene. It's like boom, his eye is gone. You don't see the flop of the eye, but you see like a cavity. Also, no blood. Yeah, you would think blood will be. Build or gushing but not, out, but they're not really considered earthly. They still bleed. Yeah, you I bleed know. red. <laughs> Ella, played by Kate Blanchett, was amazing. I think she looked hot and sexy as all hell with that hair and the shadowy makeup. I'm not gonna lie, she brought emo Ella. sexy back, and like, <laughs> right? Yeah, gothic yeah. back, right? Gothic, yeah. sexy gothic back, right? And the way she approached, and the way the way she walked, and then when she was getting ready for battle, which mm-hmm. I know you like. Mm-hmm. where she placed her hands through her hair and then it, it turns into her helmet. That was a nice touch. Yeah. When she did that, it reminded me of Sylvester Sloan and Over the Top. You remember that movie? I only remember uh, Over the Top with the hand thing to get the grip. Right. I, I don't remember. And, and he was a truck driver. He had a baseball cap, right? When he flipped it and put the brim in the back, it was showtime. And her doing that was similar aspect like when she is when the horns come out she's yeah, about to she bl- means about business to, yeah i'm about to say you're the only person that will probably make that reference <laughs> i guess that shows how old i am too we have the return of odin hemdel loki thor of course mm-hmm. we also have here the tag team if you will of bruce banner the hulk making an appearance mm-hmm. yeah using the story of worldwide hulk into this movie which I thought was genius, making two stories into into one, or maybe three stories into one, was smart. Plus, also, like I was telling her in the comic book, the Illuminati sent the Hulk off to Sakar, not intentionally, Sikar. but yeah, they right, did. exactly. Where here is a Quinjet that lost his coordinates, and it just that's where it ended up. The Illuminati that we saw from the um, similar, well, yeah. Well, similar to the Illuminati of Multiverse of Madness, they sent him out because he was becoming a threat to Earth, creating so much damage, losing control multiple times. So they got him out. I was one of the proponents when that movie first came out for Ragnarok. I'm like, I like the idea. I like, like you said, but I was a huge fan of World War Hulk, of Planet Hulk and World War Hulk. They transitioned to do this too. And I right. wanted that, but I didn't get it. But I still like this Hulk. Of the three three versions of the Hulk we've gotten so far, this was my favorite version because you know it's close to my Planet Hulk that I like, but fun, enjoyable. I'm not a big fan of Professor Hulk, and I uh, like the Savage Hulk looked like look and acted like a gorilla to me, which I get, but 
still, I was like, mm, he's not a gorilla. So I did enjoy the Ragnarok version of Hulk. Mm-hmm. It's not what I wanted, but it was something I enjoyed. Do we know where or which was our favorite scenes in it? I mean, there's so much good stuff here. Yeah, I can understand it's kind of hard to tell or point out. Kimberly, do you have one? My favorite scene was probably the gladiators where Thor, he, when he first sees Hulk, he's like, that's my friend. You might have well, actually, like, that's my friend from work. Yeah. yeah. And okay. Adan, you know why that came from, right? Yeah, it came from a kid that was visiting the set. The kid actually made the suggestion. He's like, oh, you should say like he's a friend from work. And uh, it was, like, I think <laughs> it was like one of those special wish kids or something like that. Right. Uh, oh, make a wish. Yeah. And they're like, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Along that scene, I, I also, like- I, well, along that scene, I also like when the sun's getting low, so no one's going to hurt you. No one's going to, and he grabs him and he starts doing right. the same thing that he did with Loki. And Loki's like, yes, that's how it feels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just, sorry, right. I'm really into the sports. <laughs> Even though no one knows who Thor is on that world, mm-hmm. when his body armor is very similar to what. He is, or how he is. His helmet, very steampunk, if you will. Uh, He has the shield. He doesn't have a hammer, but he has a cultural or a baton. I thought it was a mace. Any cultural mace is is similar. But no, the mace has like a ball at the end with spikes, I think. And this one didn't. It was just... Anyway, he uses the Hulk's hammer against the Hulk. True. And the fight was good. I mean, it it was paced well. It was choreographed really good. You can see the power that they had against one another, even though mm-hmm. they did fight before in Avengers, but that was they were in an enclosed space. They were on a helicarrier. Thor was trying not to create too much damage, even though Hulk didn't care. Mm-hmm. He was like more able to let loose. So that was your one scene. Do you have another? That was my main favorite scene. Okay. What about you, Adam? It always cracks me up. It's like, I'm going to show you who I am. And he jumps out the 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 jet uh, the spaceship in front of Thanos, oh. and he just hits the uh, the space bridge. Yeah. Before you continue on that, I mean that is a great callback to Ed Norton's Incredible Hulk, which I do love that and, movie too. Uh, me too. But that's a direct callback to that. And this movie does so many callbacks to the Hulk, to the adventure films, to mm-hmm. past Thor films, even Tony Iron Man films. Yeah. Point Break. And that what. Yes, point. Well, that's also Avengers. Everything that we get here is a nod to the previous films. True. Do you have another scene? For me, it was like a lot of small scenes that just stole the show. The intro scene where he's fighting Surtur, that was, I think in this movie, the uses of his hammer, even though it was brief, was actually more inventive than they ever did before in the previous movies, how he was using the hammer, how he would fight with it. So I actually love that scene, even though it was brief. I would say that's a, a very strong scene for me. Honestly, this movie just hit it for comedy for me. And every little comedy scene was just like on point for the most part to where you have um, our boy from the boys, Carl Urban, small yeah. character role, but fantastic Scourge. portrayal as Scourge. Scourge yeah. Uh, yeah. Even Hella had humor and uh, the way they would just carry oh, yeah. it on. But Jeff Goldblum stealing the show when he comes on every time he makes an appearance yes. he is that freaking scene stealer and even the he, intro when they introduce the the grandmaster and they're doing like the oh, willy wonka scene and it's mm-hmm. it's literally uh, like a tribute to willy wonka and then he comes in he's like mm-hmm. thor starts screaming and then it's just him and he's just sitting there 
even that where he's just sitting there looking at Thor, I'm like, that's great. Like his persona. I love the Grandmaster. Well, for me, like that reminded me of Ian from Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right. I was like, okay, this this is him. This this is we, we get him again. A little more eccentric. Not eccentric, androgynous. Androgynous, yeah. Because remember, he has orgies. Oh, yeah. So he seems that kind of person that Pre-thinker. he doesn't discriminate. Yeah, probably. Also, you can see that too, when because he did a short film with Thor's roommate. Oh, yeah, that's one true. Shots. But yeah, he was awesome. And I know that your other favorite scene mm-hmm. is that's when true. they're in the orgy ship, lack for a better term. They're trying to find it where the weapons are. And then banner hits the hits a button and fireworks come out and you're it's my birthday yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and jeff goldblum does his own music for a lot of stuff oh, yeah. yeah and i think i want to say he dj like he made that i could be wrong oh, wow. he has a a troupe yeah that he performs with and he's a pianist oh, okay so he and and uh, Idris. Well, Edges Elba is a DJ yeah. himself yeah, as well. Get together and they can have their little. They would uh, like that. Would be it. that would be cool. Yeah. Okay. Did you say two or did you say give your one? I know I, I gave uh, several actually. So yeah. 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 I, I mean, there's a lot to choose from, but for me, it was the Willy Wonka scene. <laughs> oh, the one I just got. <laughs> that was a yeah, great I, scene. It is a great scene. It reminded me of a Disney World ride. Yeah. And you're coming in, yeah, and at the end of the where you think, you know, it's the last part of the ride, the little last hoopla, whatever you want to call it, the last scare, and it's just nothing. It's just it's done. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, the grandmasters right in front. I'm a big original Willy Wonka fan and that song being played and it just and, and again it's 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 a terrifying direct, scene. But yeah, but it's also a direct homage because it's pretty similar to what Yeah. Willy Wonka yeah. was going through with with his golden ticket winners. Exactly, and he's going a little crazy. It was kind of like I believe that was representation of an acid trip in the Willy Wonka movie. I'm not saying that I mean, it here, could be but... or like uh, going to uh, the realm of madness. One way or the other, it it could be e- right. interpreted either way. It's like I like the opening. It's like I like the. It's like I'm always uh, happy to have the scrapper come by. It's like she's 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 my favorite. What do I always call her? It starts with a B. Trash. No, so wait a minute. It doesn't even start with a B. What, you had that prepared or something? You remember that scene? That it, was, it was right after yeah. that. Wow, it was like that anger. I like the opening scene mm-hmm. in that it honors what one and two did in a sense of narration. But instead of Odin being the narrator, which was in the first one and the second one, it is now Thor giving the narration. Good catch. Odin was talking to us, whereas Thor was talking, I guess, to us through a dead body, a a skeleton. And that was foreshadowing for him to be king. That's how I saw it. And then later on, we find out it is so, where Odin Yoda's out. That's that's what he does. He Yoda out, or he Yoda's out. He just lets himself go, lets himself be with nature. As Yoda just let himself go into the be with the force. And I thought it was a really touching scene. What about you guys? You had a little issue. Well, I just thought that the fact that his wife had a different way of disappearing in the sense, like, because they had, because he died, but she was still, her, she, her body, her body was, still was still there. there. 
Yeah. And they had this ceremony and they and they put her in the boat and and the boat drifted off and then they you know let go of the arrow or it caught on fire and then you see her dissipate right. into you know flickering um sparkles. In a way it's it is similar. That's a viking tradition with viking her funeral. In the boat. Right. Yeah. When he is he's in Norway, the land of the vikings. Yeah. Now, granted, it's not the same, of course, in the in the sense of boats and arrows and fire. But he's home. He can relax now. He can let go. Also, he was banished. Yeah. So he has no following. Like he yeah, would. Yeah, but he, was he there. didn't like die per se, or, or he they didn't give him a moment to like his body to like be cold. It was just like he just basically closed his eyes and he was poof gone yeah, yeah he he yoded it he's a guy so he has that thing he's like you know what? i'm done i'm gone bye mm-hmm. on to other things uh, my other favorite is the hella taking down the asgardian guards great scene oh i actually forgot well that, that's it the one that with thor in the beginning with the joking and him spinning around it's like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute let me i want to see you when, when we talk and Suter, you know who the voice of Suter is right yes yeah magnificent classy brown there can only be one on a side note though i just remembered uh and i i put this connection earlier and i just double checked it so when odin keeps saying i'm home this is homeboys and and stuff like that on that scene Mm -hmm. uh, did you not recognize that that's where new asgard is on the coast there because they form new asgard in the uh infinity war no in endgame endgame right is in norway Uh but that's where well, Thor so, gets drunk and becomes you know, couch potato yeah, Thor. Exactly. Well, he's in Norway, so it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, so no, he's he's literally like prophetically or um That's uh, like, the new home. Declaring like this is the new home. Like yeah. like you said, foreshadowing. This is where a new yeah. home's going to be. Um huh. so And again, but the thing is is like Asgard is not a place, it's it's a people. Exactly. Wherever you take them is Asgard. So it didn't have to be where they are. It's just where mm-hmm. I think Thor, well, does he, uh, not Thor, but yeah, Thor and Valkyrie, they take him where to honor Odin, his last resting place. They don't make it there. They eventually get but there, they but they, they don't but make that's it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know they don't make it. But, uh, uh, is there a scene that we didn't like? Let's start with you, Kimmy. You got anything? Uh, nothing comes to the top of my head. I mean, the only thing that I kind of was like, oh, okay, was um, the end where during Asgard. Oh, he was, Suter. Yeah, oh, Suter. Suter. He, his whole thing of like, I, I have to feature whatever he says about. I'll be your reckoning. Uh, yeah. Conquering he, He's giving his monologue as he's destroying uh, Asgard. Yeah. But yeah, the thing is. like, boom, okay, like, you know. He said that though. He smash, that, smash, 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 smash. But the thing is, he said all that while he was monologuing with Thor in the beginning, mm-hmm. and Thor tried to stop it. And the thing is that Thor made that a reality because he brought him to Asgard. Yeah. To either though, you know, either it was, it was supposed to be locked up in the chambers. If Thor didn't do that, if Thor didn't defeat him. It would never happen. Or if he didn't bring the 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 crown to those chambers, right? Because they, that's what I'm saying. I did, I I did dawn on me like when he brought them back and they bring that. I was like, so why are you gonna bring the crown that will like summon Surtur and literally put it in the same vault that you have the Eternal Flame? Exactly, makes no sense. But it does. 
I mean, it does Man. if you're if you're going to be the one that's going to cause the problem. Uh, but no, but you know what I'm saying. But you know what I'm saying is like what you feared came true. Not just that, but what you feared was actually the savior. Exactly. I do have one that I find as a huge plot hole. Go ahead. Well, thank you. Hella is the older sister. Ugh. So she was alive, I guess, full adult before Thor and Loki were around because they have no clue of her mm. and no idea who she is. Valkyrie, along with her warrior maidens, fought against Hela. True. How is Valkyrie younger than Thor? I mean, they, uh, the Asgardians said that they are older, like they age differently. I understand that. They, by understand thousands that and thousands of years. Right. I understand that. But Valkyrie looks younger than Thor and Loki. Black don't crack? She was, she... <laughs> I mean, seriously. No, but come on. But that's a huge plot hole, don't you think? That if she fought Hela prior to Thor and Loki... She'd be hella born, old. Yeah. She'll be a, hot, a, lot, a lot older. She'll be closer to Hela's age. Hela looks like the older sister. Mm -hmm. But Valkyrie looks younger than the guys. I mean... But it, a lot of it probably has to do with the actress. The actress that played Valkyrie. Okay, that's casting though. That has nothing well, to do with they, her age. I, wait, and, the and they did a big the mistake casting, in casting. Right. Yeah. She was a great actress. She did a great job playing the role of Valkyrie. But again, at the same token, the age doesn't should, you, you could you could been. make one argument when they're talking about like oh i've been on sakar for two weeks we're like i just got here and the game master is like oh time works differently on sakar in some and like in some places i'll be like millions of years old on sakar yeah i don't believe it <laughs> he just stops no, theoretically okay, that could be a thing though thing. it could be but no no because the thing is when they were traveling through the Bifrost, Thor, Loki, and Hela, Loki got pushed out. True. Maybe a few seconds, 10 seconds before Thor got pushed out. Yeah. And he was there like two weeks prior of Thor's arrival. Yes. And Thor says, oh man, growing up, I wanted to be a Valkyrie. So there's legend about that. Mm -hmm. True. So again, time, it, it makes no sense because legend, it takes time for a legend come out through word of mouth through story through talk oh i don't so, disagree with uh, that i mean the the argument that i'm saying is like time is always relative but if they're talking about time and as on sakar is like yes you have days and nights but it doesn't really people don't age or like transcend they don't talk about people getting older or aging in sakar and he's just he's like time is weird because they have so many oh. wormholes and black holes all around sakar you see them yes. all dropping it's Gravity wells that are augmenting like, the space. It's like Buzz Lightyear. Have you not seen Interstellar? No, it's like Buzz no, but, Lightyear. But, well, okay, but what I'm saying is, yeah, that, that, no, 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 no. Both Disney. Not with Lightyear. There's a Lightyear. That's the thing. He travels four minutes and four years pass by. Yeah. But what, see, but it's, it's not the same because the thing is, she should not be as young as she is. That when she then they should have cast Halle Berry. Yeah, they should have casted someone. That's the only thing. Not to take mm. away the, from Tessa Thompson's acting ability because it was again awesome. But yeah, they should have got someone those that would have fit that time because she's been there for a while. They know her on Sakar as. Uh, or forget, 
date a Pinkett Smith? Oh, hells no. <laughs> no. No. The attitude of hers, her, that, that, no. But that's the only thing I have a problem with, was, like, with that, was that plot hole time thing, because it does not make sense. Because, again, if, it, if, there, if Thor's alive for 3,000 years mm -hmm. or such, and she's older already, so it doesn't... I mean, she and she could be around like three thousand twenty-one. She could have been 20, 21 years older than him when she got drafted. Right, but the thing is, like, no one knew about Hela or didn't know about her in the sense of what happened. Well, didn't, didn't Loki the didn't father explain that he banished her or that he right? He yeah. he finally told the story then on his yeah. on his deathbed. Yeah, he finally told them, and they're like, "Who?" You know, I mean, granted, it was, it was like the black sheep of the. No, not not said No, he wasn't. She wasn't the black sheep of the family. She was what he made her to be and then he lost control of that because she kept going like and loki. her strength he made loki let's be honest well not really he, he didn't necessarily make loki it was the combination of loki of golden and frigga she taught him I she mean, taught him powers and stuff like that but no i have to insinuate frigga was the mom of hella too because they didn't say that you know she was born from anything else right no yeah. but i'm just saying like what loki was um frigga's son and thor was Odin's son, but no, I'm just saying because she had the hammer too, and there wasn't that she wasn't worthy of the hammer, but it was a suitor of the hammer. That, she destroyed the hammer. Well, I yeah, that's how that like then again, that's how she was able to because before because she was more powerful. Yeah, and she's the goddess of death. Asgard was also her strength. Like Superman's strength comes from the sun. Mm -hmm. Asgard gives her the strength. She gets stronger as he as she's oh, there. Oh, and, and then Thor wanted um. What's his name? Sitcher or Surter. Surter to destroy Asgard so that way Hela couldn't get Asgard. Right. We Correct. kind of talked about that. Yes, we, we said that Suter, even though in the beginning Thor went to destroy Suter to avoid Ragnarok, but he brought him to the chambers. He brought him to Asgard anyway, which would, in the real world or in any other setting, you like, you know, you don't take, no. Well, yeah, we discussed that, but right, not, but not that, the fact that it was. But that's why he became the savior. Suter, who was the destroyer, mm -hmm. then became the savior. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. Because of, because of her. In a certain way. Oh, in a uh, hundred percent way. Oh, I mean, you haven't, haven't mentioned about the whole, um, the Valkyrie. You, you talking about Valkyrie the Valkyrie Ella. scene? Well, that's one of my favorite scenes also. Just the visual. Yeah, it's and uh, I mentioned awesome. that that's a reminiscence or a reminder of a Wonder Woman. Yeah, I can see that. She compares that to a Wonder Woman scene where the Amazons are fighting the... Um, who? Fighting uh, the men. Oh, from uh, Amazon, oh. uh, from Wonder Woman 2? or No, the no, first the one where the mother's telling the story of how Themyscira came to be and how the Amazonians became... Gotcha, 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 gotcha. That was similar to that as well, where even though in Wonder Woman... There is narration happening with that. Mm -hmm. All we get with the Valkyrie versus Hela scene is all visual and beautifully done. They use that as well as one of the promos with the Led Zeppelin song, which fit perfectly. Are we miss? I know we are probably just jumping around. We are jumping a little bit, but in, honestly, but, like the the movie itself, I think was pretty good. The fact that they did it separately from the main verse plays right. in his favor mm -hmm. in that sense and artistically very well done like i know you say you don't care about the other people but it, i guess the argument could be said that it's too comical in that sense it, yeah but it, it 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 just changes like sometimes you need comedy 
to lighten the mood. There's two, yes, to break up the pace. Because sometimes when you're like on, you know, watching action throughout pretty much 95% of the movie, you get exhausted. And you get exhausted when it's like so much dialogue because you're trying to hear it and you try to catch everything. I do have a gripe that I just now remembered was oh. the fact that Idris. Idris Elba. Um, yeah. When, they, when he finally makes an appearance because that's everybody's trying to, you know, where is he? Where is he? Yeah. And obviously, yeah. He makes an appearance, but he has some freaking dreadlock thing on it his head. Did he not always have the dreadlocks? Well, he always had the helmet on, so yeah. we didn't know. So you can really see it. This is the first time in the Thor series that we see Hemdell. In like street clothes. Well, yeah. Yeah. Asgardian clothes. Asgardian clothes. Like Asgardian street clothes. Yeah. He wasn't clean shaven or something like that either. It was like he was on the run for a while because again, he was banished through Loki under the guise of Odin. True. Because Hemdell has the power to... You see through people. Remember, in the dark world, he was able to see an invisible ship and catch it. Yeah. And then take it down. So if he can see an invisible ship, then Heimdall's he basically see... he's like a thundercat with the sort of omens. He's like, give me sight beyond sight, and that's what, what, but always it's constant. but always. I did wonder, like, how is it Heimdall could share his vision to Thor of what's I going think on? That is, and that I think that, that is in um, one of the Avengers films. Is it? Age of Ultron. Yeah, because remember he goes and he sees the future. But that was Thor. No, that wasn't. Was that Thor? Yeah, where he's like at the, uh, like when Scarlet Witch yeah, does something to him and he has a vision. And then he, and there's a deleted scene where he goes to a cave in, in, uh, in right. a well. There, um, That's all Avengers. Thor. Yeah, that's it. No, well, that's Thor in the Avengers. But Heim, no, but what I'm saying is Heimdall, he's asking Heimdall for a vision and, like, right. of what's going there's on, and Heimdall go and gives it to him. Right, there's a connection from that. From the, it was Age of Ultron then. Yeah, but like I said, Heimdall didn't do that in Age of Ultron. He wasn't in Age of Ultron, is what I'm saying. He was, though, in a, in a, in a, when he goes to the cave. When Thor goes to the cave, didn't he? No, that was the Doctor. Selvig. Now oh, I gotta watch what? that deleted scene. Now you gotta make me look for it. A few moments later. You're right. It's a, it's a doctor and Thor. They're together. Exactly. Heimdall's now nowhere. Yeah. Thank you. I take the win. <laughs> Here we go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna... <laughs> He's so determined. Heimdall's in the oh, vision yeah. where. Yeah. Heimdall's in the first vision done by Scarlet Witch, which is the nightmare. But that wasn't caused by him. That was by Scarlet Witch. Hold on. Hold on, Odin. It's the Norn cave is what you're thinking of. Are you looking at Hemdall the grabs him and says, wake up. But th that's from his own nightmare. That's not actually Humdell doing it. That's in a, a that's his vision. That was the scene. I was right and wrong at the same time. Okay. Yep. Well, no, because he was in Age of Ultron, but it was because of the vision. But the thing is, maybe that's a power, you know, again, we don't know all of Hemdell's power. Or I don't know all of Hemdell's powers. I didn't oh. read the books. So that could be a, a power he had that he can connect if he's called. Because remember, when, when he's called upon for people to take the Bifrost back to Asgard, he has to be, he has to connect to them somehow. I mean, we'll give you that one. And I will say before we go, like, the only other thing I didn't get was the function of the Bifrost still eludes me. Because, like, when he summons the Bifrost at the beginning of the movie, they chop off the dragon's head or dragon like creature's head with the Bifrost. Mm -hmm. Arguably, a, number one, that thing could have fit 
Number two, there's never ever a display that the Bifrost actually cuts off limbs or anything like that. Because if that was the case, Loki would have been shredded to um to pieces just being ejected out, as well as Thor, or there or that there was a size limit for the Bifrost. No, I think they 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 closed it, and it was like midway going in. No, the head it was flopped in before they closed it. Right, I'm saying it was it was closing on that side, so the whole body couldn't go through. So. I mean, I mean, that's a safety feature or safety feature of the Bifrost. If you're not in it, you're out of it. <laughs> you know, it's like so long, sucker. That's Maybe. really technical. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember it happening. I mean, I don't remember. It was, but it also reminds me of Dr. Strange's uh, portal that he mm -hmm. does. Yeah. Okay. So worth the watch? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Worth the buy? Um, okay. Maybe. I already own it. I already own it too. It is definitely worth the buy. Like I said, this is the best in my opinion. And I guess our opinion that this is the best of the trilogy. Mm -hmm. Now we'll find out how Love and Thunder goes. Two things. I think this will be the most reprisals of Thor by Chris Hemsworth. It's definitely four solo projects. Even though there's other characters, ghost stars and what have you. This is the fourth one. Iron Man was three. Captain America was three. Spider-Man was, was three. He reprised his role in all the MCU films. He reprised it in What If? He reprised it two times in one shots, I believe. I now, Chris Hemsworth should have the record of the most uh, time an actor played an MCU character. Well, if you're excluding X Men, MCU, I said. Well, they can. He outbeats. Yeah. He outbeats Wolverine, um, Hugh Jackman. Actually, per time in frame, uh, Hugh, uh, Hugh Jackman outbeats him. But. Yeah, if you're excluding X-Men for the MCU right now, then yes. But the, the thing most. is, like, Hugh Jackman and Robert Downey Jr., they're tied of how many times their role was reprised in the sense of the film. Granted, Hugh Jackman did a video game mm -hmm. using his voice. He did a couple of and things. Like, and like, uh, like, well, the one, uh, the video game Wolverine Origins, which I think is the only game based off of a movie that was better than the movie. <laughs> that, that game is awesome. Yeah. And in sense of MCU film and media, Chris Hemsworth is now, I want to say who's, the GOAT, but he has the record. Who's going to be the director? I go with TT again. Oh. Yeah. It was funny though. I, f I didn't know at the time that he's also the co-star of the flop Green Lantern film with Ryan Reynolds. And he's also be now doing a Star Wars project. He's very talented. Very talented. Yeah, but if also he also he played a Star Wars character too. So now he needs to do a, a Disney project. Maybe he did. Who? Yes, he did. He, did. he was in Lightyear. He was oh. he was Mo, the one with the pen. He was also oh. in New Guy. But is that Disney? I don't know anymore. <laughs> right. It might as well okay, be like, Disney. That one it was like really up there. Well, anyway, good for him. He deserves it. All right, guys. So that will be it for us for our marvelous review of Thor. Ragnarok. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. I'm Adon. And Kimberly. Love you guys. Love, Love you too. too.